a breath because you've arrived to the Bliss Tonic Podcast where bliss is not about rising above the human experience, but rather being your whole messy, beautiful, authentic self. In this podcast, you'll learn how to master the art of non-judgmental self-inquiry, learn new ways to play this game of humanity instead of being played, and connect to the wisdom of both ancient and modern philosophy and esoteric practices. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, and I offer you an inside look into my learnings as a yogi, spiritual life coach, and intuitive. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back. If you clicked on this episode, then you know already that what we're going to talk about is fear. And so before we dive into this potentially heavy topic, I just want us to take a couple cleansing breaths. And as we do this, I want you to inhale the arms up over your head. And then as you exhale, kind of sweep down your body as you blow the air out the mouth. So inhale through the nose and exhale, just doing sweeps through your auric field. Do two more of those. As if we're cleansing or clearing our energy. Last one. Good. And then close your eyes if you're able. Regulate your breath. Find a sense of softening. Maybe even a little bit of pleasure in this moment. And then I want you to imagine a white light moving from the center center of your body and starting to stretch out in an egg shape. A little protective bubble. And we're doing this just from this place of, because it feels good to have this spaciousness, because it feels good to receive this white light energy. Take a couple more breaths. Sometimes I even like to bring my hands out, imagining like I'm pushing out this white light, like I'm stretching out my aura, creating more kind of solidified foundation and maybe a little more space. Good. All right, we can kind of come on back. And the first thing that I want to talk about before we even get into fear is protection. And I believe I've talked about fear and protection and all of this at some point in my 69 episodes. But I really felt called to take it a step deeper in today's episode. And also I'm going to share a little bit about kind of the stuff that's coming up for me and how I've been moving through it in a way that feels a lot more empowering. And it's a deep surrender and it's a practice. So I just want you to know that 
if you're experiencing fear in some way, that is just a totally natural human experience. And that's really what we're going to touch on in a little bit here. So for protection, my first question to you before you even think about doing protection work is, are you creating protections out of fear or are you creating protections from your power? And I hope you can just sense in your body that really subtle difference between the two. And it's not that we can't create a protection when fear is present. But if we are actively in resistance to the fear and just wanting it to go away, oftentimes I find that I don't want to say it makes us more magnetic to that fear, but the energy of that fear doesn't go away with just protections. So I think that's like really the first step entering into this conversation is how do we get, how do we get into that space then where we're really more connected to our, our place of power and we can surrender to what is. And so that leads me to what is that fear? And I want to create a distinction between fear that is imagined and fear that is through an intense lived traumatic experience. And that can be big or small. But this is really a part of shadow work is starting to hold more of these scenarios in your head but be able to let your nervous system kind of remain in a, in a regulated space. In yoga, right, this would just be like moving through life without judgment of an ex- if an experience is even good or bad. And there are extremes. There are extremes. I know I'm not the only one who at a certain point has experience just a moment of okayness with the with the concept of death for me it happened in a completely random moment when i was meditating a lot and it was just this feeling of you know no matter what like i'm going to be totally fine and i'm actually really happy with with what i've done in this life And it came to me. It wasn't necessarily something I was like sitting with and contemplating. It was a thought that arised from my body like, we could die now and be okay. And I would be okay. So oftentimes when we're talking about fear, it's imaginary fear. There are absolutely moments when we feel our life is in danger where it is absolutely in danger. And that's a, a different experience. And I think how you play with that, that fear is not for me to say at all, especially in the moment. So I'm just going to leave that be. And I'm going to be more addressing, and I don't want to say imagined fear 
because sometimes, especially if we're dealing with, you know, energy work or spirits and just like tuning into a dimension in a world that's more subtle and where fear can feel just as intense and just as real. But I I had this thought move through me as I no longer allow myself to spend time lingering in fear. I refuse to let my daydreams be consumed by fear energy. And when I am saying fear here, I'm talking about even just the anxiety of getting caught in a thought loop of imagining something terrible happening and just imagining all the different things that could go wrong and that could hurt you or somebody you love or ways that you could fail or ways that you would be out of control in some way. A lot of times that imagined fear is truly around control And obviously around this sense of safety, it's not safe for us to be here without moving or changing something or whatever it is. And so in that desire for motion, for things to change, we are in a battle, a resistance with what is. Because our, oftentimes our, our physical safety isn't what is threatened. It's our, in some, our imagination coming up with a scenario that we're afraid of happening. So oftentimes, you know, fear is there to put us in this place of, hey, just recognizing like, yeah, fuck, there are some things in this world that are terrible and I can imagine them happening to me I can imagine all sorts of things and I do I really tend towards anxious thoughts and truly fear and scarcity have been my biggest teachers in my lifetime fear and scarcity And it really is what has led me into my first spiritual awakening in 2010. And that was the fear of seeing a spirit that was bad. And I've talked about this before, but I really had a strong desire from a young age. And I know many women my age have right? Growing up watching witches and just feeling so pulled to, to spells and to, to tuning into a power that I sensed that I had somehow, but it felt so distant or separate from me. And I, I've always desired to tune into that. But I also have been plagued by fear pretty much my entire life. My first memories are really like nightmares. And I remember I had a whole sequence of things I had to do, like so many other kids, before bed, 
But I always had this fear of like some negative spirits. And that was only amplified as I got older and was introduced to horror and thrill, which I never liked. But I found myself watching them to be around certain people or to, yeah, I guess that that's really like the only time I ever really chose to watch something that was purposefully horrible was if other people were because I knew that I would go home and I would be paralyzed in fear. And in my dreaming world, it, it pff, out of control, horrific, violent and gruesome and really sick and twisted nightmares for my entire life until this spiritual awakening. And I've been having nightmares lately, which is kind of one of the things that prompted me into this. And which is why I really feel like, of course, this is coming up as I'm entering into this invitation to share shadow work with the masses. And as I feel the calling to really open up this work to hundreds of people. So, of course, fear is here for me to look at. And really, fear, again, is just this resistance, and specifically imagine fear. So this resistance to what is. Fear of losing something that you already have. Fear of never getting your desires or needs met. Fear of being out of control or having this interaction with a negative spirit that leaves you feeling paralyzed and stuck. Or trying to vibrate at a frequency different to reality. And our body really doesn't know the difference. Our body still does the same things, I'm sure, to a different extent. But what does your body do when you're in this state of imagined fear? Whether it's anxious thoughts, whether it's um, you know seeing a spirit, whatever it is, you can. What happens to your body? It's like hard to breathe. The mind wants to so intently to look away, to just make it go away, to feel safe again. And that's our desire, right? It's like, let's be safe. Let's eliminate this, this pain, make it go away, make it go away, make it go away. And that's the energy of fear more so than the physical sensation in the body, which I'm going to invite you to like, just explore this idea that perhaps if you only go into the sensations of the body, we can create a different association with it. That maybe it's excitement, that maybe it's love or desire or whatever. What does it feel like if we're taking away the narrative? But it can be so paralyzing when we're stuck in this vision that we don't want to see when we're stuck in this situation where 
perhaps even we just want to lose, we don't want to lose something that we've got and we're so stuck. And I want to say real darkness exists. Even in this imaginary realm that we're kind of talking about, like we have to take that into consideration that this is all here in my mind. It's real out there in the world. It's real here inside of me. Real darkness exists. It's been in the collective in humanity since the beginning of time. It's been expressed and repressed in completely different ways throughout the ages. But there's always been terrible violence, hierarchy, privilege, hatred, just that darkness, that negativity that we are starting to see in a big way what happens when that darkness is repressed. Is it comes out and plays in the shadows. And it still shows its face, even if we repress it. And I would say it is ten times worse when that darkness is repressed. Because then darkness is leading life. And so darkness expressed in healthy ways is just honoring that we're human. And that, and that that darkness does exist inside of us. And can we, can we be okay with ourselves if that's there? Truly, it's when we make ourselves wrong for having these thoughts. When we try to make these experiences go away and make it mean something, that we enter into this cycle of suffering even deeper. And it sounds so simple, but it is a potent spiritual practice. And this is really a next level of shadow work, not that it's above anything else. But it does require a foundation of being able to kind of stretch yourself a little and hold your own darkness and hold your own intrusive thoughts without making them mean anything about you. But to start to stretch your nervous system to find comfort as you allow whatever imagined fear is happening. Instead of looking away, trying to make it end, uh, I'm afraid, uh, I can't look at it, I can't, 
I feel the spirit or I am imagining these terrible things happening to me or my family or whatever it is. Like my mind has just always been like that. And I know that it is a part of the human condition. But can I look directly fucking at it? Can I hold it just a little bit? Not to say I'm dwelling in negativity, not to say I'm dwelling in darkness, not to say I'm adding the story or adding meaning in this process. And I think we have to be careful of that too. We have to be careful in the, in the lingering and adding stories and making it mean something about us and almost holding on to our darkness as if it belongs to us. And really claiming it in a way that we're perpetuating it. And it's a really subtle difference. It's a really subtle difference. So can we stretch ourselves a little to just hold on? And if the world did this, if the entire world did this, there would be so much more love. There would be so much more love in this world. If we could all hold our own darkness without giving to it. If we could just stop feeding the fear. And it's my personal belief that when we are dealing with negative spirits or entities or whatever that they feed off of the fear energy. And so the trick is to come back into the loving present moment and into a space of allowing your mind to think it, allowing your mind to look at it directly, not flinching while simultaneously regulating your nervous system, maybe with some deep breaths, with long exhales, maybe finding a little bit of pleasure in the physical sensations or just pleasure in touching or caressing yourself or rocking back and forth. And we can start doing this for the collective. Of can we hold a little bit more? There's some really shitty things going on in the world. And it's really hard to think about all of the pain and suffering that's out there. And to just recognize that ugh, it's also in here. And so what happens when I hold what's in here? When I look at it and I see it and I feel it without... Adding fuel to the fire. So this is what has been coming up another cycle, another round of fear and scarcity. And it's so funny and really pleasant at this, at this point, <laughs> at this point to be in this space of like, oh, but this looks so different. This looks actually this is the goal of my, you know, 2010 self looking at me being like, holy fucking shit. Like we are slaying. And, and to be in my current experience and just acknowledge that, ooh, here we are 
again. You want me to see you again. Hmm. And the lessons are different. But last night, I, and this has been, I don't know how many nights in a row now. I've had the kind of nightmares. Like they weren't, okay. (laughs) They weren't as horrific. But they were really, they've been terrible. Really. Like I had one swimming in the water and then like a big killer whale like comes right underneath and it's like coming towards me and like bumping noses and it's like not that big of a deal but it's like oh okay well what was I feeling in my dream because I woke up and it was definitely like it's the it's gonna get me and then last night specifically I mean it was back to back nightmares of just for some reason I did something and people wanted to get me which is always how it goes you know and I can always fly and you know people close to me in this dream who had information on me were like questioned by the bad people and like their like bodies were being amputated and a really like horrific like machine that just like chops off limbs, but then they're like ready to go and it didn't look like people were in pain, but it's like, yeah, that's, that's super fucked up. Yeah. That's, (laughs) yep. I'd say, (laughs) but I woke up from that dream and I got a message from darkness because I noticed fear was there. I noticed like, ooh, this is different. This is a different kind of fear than just like, oh, I'm having a bad dream. It was like a very clear message, whether from a spirit or from whatever, that was potentially feeding off that fear. And it was, you think you can handle, like it was almost a warning or a threat. Like, oh, you think you can handle darkness? And like, it was just trying to put me in this place of like, "Uh, go away, spirit, go away, spirit, go away, spirit, you know? And I held that thought, like, hmm, can I, can I handle this? If I'm out in the world, like teaching about shadow and leading towards an invitation into a really deep exploration of shadow work through the shadow priestess initiation like this is a question I need to be really sure of that I can not only handle my darkness but also parts of that collective darkness and the dark spirit realm as well right that same polarity exists in different dimensions and so can I handle that? Like, can I protect myself? Was like this question that came up in the middle of the night. And there's the fear feels different when there's a spirit involved too, which, yeah. Oh, and it was like noticing that pattern of like, away, like away, go away, protect the, you know, the bubble, whatever. And then I was like, I'm going to sit with this. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at it and say, okay, if there is a spirit here and this is a warning, you know, and 
you know, my mind just like came through all of these experiences with like really intense negative spirits and I looked at it. I thought, you know, I trust myself to know my capacity. And I will never really know the future. And I, I'm never going to really know everything that's going to transpire. And I am only human for a short time. And if this is my experiment in this lifetime, I, I would rather face, I would rather face this fear than stay safe and shy away and never shine the way I'm meant to shine here. So I did a little protection before I sat down to record this. And that's where that question came is, are you protecting from power or are you protecting from fear? And I can share what I did to protect myself, but you don't even need to learn how. You already know. You already know. And honestly, the greatest protection out there is to look at the fear energy itself, state your clear intentions from a place of power, and if you choose to add external ritual, practice, breath, it all helps. It all helps. And I have a little bit of Florida water that I used. I just, it's not a spray. So I just put a little on my finger and drew a circle around me and then kind of did this, I don't know, kind of cleansing work through my aura. And that was it. And that was it. It's not, it was my intention to, to talk about this today just really bring you into the, this place of empowerment. Oh, are you afraid of failing, being a failure, and you're blocking yourself? You're blocking yourself. You're afraid of what if I am big, powerful, beautiful, expansive, intuitive goddess? What if I am that? So we enter this energy of fear to come out with that, not to be lingering in darkness for just funsies, but to come out and really feel, hmm, I would rather face this fear head on. I'm going to look at this thought, oh, what if I fail or what if I'm a failure? I'm going to look at it head on instead of making it go away and just focusing on the positive and that shit doesn't work. And I think we know that by now, really for certain, absolutely redirect, but I hope you can feel the energetic difference between having this thought, oh, I'm a failure. Like often that just arises, right? Or I don't want to, 
I don't want to lose this or whatever it happens to be. And then saying, but it's okay, it's fine, I'm good, and oh, I'm so grateful for this. Like, that's a different energy than like, yeah, I trust myself to be a powerful goddess of wisdom and intuition. And I'm here to be the fullest version of myself, to have the best experiences and enjoy being in a sensual body. So I'm going to fucking go for it. (laughs) So I'm going to claim my space. So I'm going to clear my energy. So I'm going to do what I fucking came here to do. So it's different than spiritually bypassing, but that's kind of how we make that transition from like fear to focused intention. Is it pointing you to what you absolutely do not want to happen? Cool. Now, you know, one step closer with with one layer of more of clarity, what you do want. Cool, now I know that I don't want um, a tragic death in my immediately family that I have imagined happening. Like, you know, we just have all of these negative intrusive thoughts and they're not us. And I think we need to be talking about them more often and creating more of a safe and sacred space to just say this out loud. It's so incredibly healing. It's so incredibly healing without it being a complaint, without it being a like spreading of fear. We need more sacred spaces. (sighs) So if this is speaking to you, then check out the Shadow and Desire Masterclass. This one is live on November 18th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. CST. And... The replay will also be available, so if you're listening to this at a different date, you can get the replay. It will just be a little more expensive than joining live or getting the masterclass before November 18th. You can find a link in the bio for that. And if you think you're interested in the Shadow Priestess Initiation, it is very clear that the shadow and desire masterclass is going to be really light. Not that it's not about shadow, um, at all, but it's a intensive look at a snapshot of the entire circle of shadow work and desire. I like to think about it truly as like this cyclical wheel that is always turning and here's the practice and how we turn water to wine and, and we just go on and on and on. And it's I'm hoping that it leaves you feeling a little bit more excited about alchemy, a little bit more kind of giddy about being able to just enjoy life a little more without having to deny our reality or repress parts of ourselves. So the Shadow Priestess Initiation is a 10-week program. And it's very clear that this one is a lot darker. 
that it is going to be a more rooted alchemy instead of working with what I imagine, you know, like the flower medicine or, um, you know, like the leaves, like this is root work. So it means that we're going to have to dig the hole a little bit lower so that we can get to the root. And so, you know, if you're just starting out this journey, check out the Shadow and Desire Masterclass. If you need that sacred space to hold you as you bring up some of these roots and heal them perpetually (laughs) and have that sacred space where other people are doing it too is just so alchemical so transformative and I think that it can make a really big impact, not only in just the quality of your life, but it's also an invitation to drag pleasure mm, into the dirt. We're taking it with us. Always, always, always take pleasure with us into shadow work. And set these grand intentions and call forth what it is that we want to awaken within ourselves what part of us feels like it's just waking up from a long slumber of forgetfulness what power are we ready to claim in our shadows and so the shadow priestess initiation will be a little bit more of that intense, deep dive work in a a small group. So that offer is still taking shape and I'm sure we'll be ready by November 18th for the Shadow and Desire Masterclass. So if you're interested in being on the wait list to get the cheapest pricing and just be the first to know, I suspect it may sell out. So if you're interested in, in that, send me a message on Instagram is the best place. Email works too. Um, but just shoot me a message and say, I'd like to get on that wait list. Um, I'm interested because I really want to feel you. Um, I want to I know who's all interested and get, kind of get to know you even before you may join. And being on the wait list doesn't mean that you... You have to join by any means. All right. I loved talking fear with you today. And I actually feel incredibly light and and feel like there's a, a special power behind my eyes. A little light that's been ignited having to address what happened to me last night and that message from darkness like, bitch. You sure you ready? I don't know. And at once I realized it was from darkness, it's like, well, duh. What's the, what's the best way to, to put a pause in momentum? It's doubt. Doubt creeps in and then so much follows. And so I could just chuckle at it a little bit like, hmm, okay, (laughs) nice try. I get it. I see it. I know this game. 
here we are and I can love you. We can love the part of us that feels like a failure. We can love the part of us that feels like we're not enough. We can love the part of us that is so insecure and ashamed. We can love the darkest corners of ourselves. If we can do that, we can do literally anything. And so the... uh, oracle card that I chose was not necessarily what I expected, um, but it was pretty cool. Uh, I chose fairies of the future. And so this card is truly just about presence, like deep, deep presence drops us in to the seat of our intuition or perhaps We don't have, you know, the full picture. Perhaps it doesn't even make sense to us. What's so beautiful about intuition and pleasure and just listening to these messages from the body is that it drops us in to the loving present moment where all is possible. We can follow our yeses in our body, we can follow our nose, we can acknowledge fear as resistance and let it give us direction. Let it be an invitation to even more pleasure, to even more love, to surrender all the systems that aren't working for us. And there are so many right now that are not working for the collective of humanity. And it's not that we don't need masculine structures to support us and support feminine creativity. It's just allowing whatever is arising in the present moment to be that guide instead of creating the structures and then making everything fit We first find who we are and what we desire and then create structures that support that, create daily routines that support that. We decide how much rest do I need? How much can I work? What kind of work suits me? And like not just what makes logical sense. It's not that we don't invite logic and reason But instead, we don't start our journey from logic and reason. We let that play a role, but not be the initiator. So, fairies of the future also says, do it. Do it now. It's time. Like, go for it. And I think this is also so suiting, especially when it's imagined fear around failure or success or what it means about us. Like we have so many fears, so many fears. They all whittle down to the fear of death. So can we take action looking directly at our fear, hearing it and saying, I see you, babe. I see you, I see what you're wanting and I see what you don't want. And I'm going to just keep doing my thing. And I'm going to keep 
looking at that desire and letting it open me wider and letting it take me instead of going backwards and shrinking into fear. That's what I have for you today. Holy wow, I loved talking about fear with you. I appreciate you so much. Huge thank you to Kyle for editing this podcast. Thank you in advance. And I look forward to uh, connecting with some of you in the DMs. Talk to you later. Mm -hmm.